Welcome to the MedTech Talent Lab, the number one catalyst for advancing careers and building high-performance teams. Sponsored by the Anthony Michael Group, helping companies secure in-demand talent in regulatory affairs, quality, clinical, engineering, R&D, and other areas for medical device, digital health, diagnostics, and other organizations across the U.S. life sciences sector. Here's your host, Mitch Robbins. All right, welcome back to another episode here on the MedTech Talent Lab. I'm your host, Mitch Robbins, and I am the founder and managing director here at the organization called the Anthony Michael Group, where we help companies across the life sciences, primarily within medical device, digital health, and diagnostics to build best-in-class uh, technical teams, areas like regulatory affairs, quality, engineering, et cetera, while obviously simultaneously helping candidates enhance your careers, uh, their careers. And uh, that's pretty much the epitome of this show is all things related to talent, where we regularly feature best-in-class leaders straight from the industry on all things related to talent. Uh, our special guest today is really making a splash on social media, especially in the medtech space. Jamil, or as many in the industry know him as Jay Pendleton, is a medical device sales leader with over 18 years experience in relationship sales and territory management. After crushing his own personal sales goals year over year as a high-performing intraoperative sales rep, he was promoted into management having successfully built out a team of regional managers in the competitive Western U.S. market on behalf of Medtronic. Uh, Jay, holding his bachelor's degree in business with a minor in psychology today, serves as Medtronic's director of strategy and talent for the brain and spine therapies divisions. What exactly is a director of strategy and talent, you ask? Well, it's a great question, and I'm glad you asked because that's a significant part of what Jay and I are going to dig into today. But before we bring him on officially to the show, I also want to mention his brand new YouTube podcast that he hosts called The Sultans of Sales, where he interviews a variety of sales leaders, surgeons, and uh, folks dedicated to professional development, all designed to connect people together in med tech and other industries while improving people's lives through connections and storytelling. Plus, he's a fan of the Karate Kid like me, so how could I not have this guy on the show? Uh, so without further ado, Jay, man, thanks so much for being here. How are you? Thanks, Mitch. Uh, I'm wonderful. And uh, thanks for all the nice words and for the invite. I uh, look forward to the to the discussion today. Yeah, and I pre I really do appreciate you being here. It's been good again to know you off camera um, as far as what you're up to and how you're making an impact to the industry and to Medtronic. I'm just so impressed with all the stuff that you're doing on a daily, consistent basis on social media related to uh, personal and professional development. And and I think really the premise of this show is to explain what you're doing on behalf of Medtronic, how it relates to you, you know, as a professional, how it's helping Medtronic, and really what organizations should be taking note of as far as all the uh, success you're starting to have with this role. So let's dig in. What is a director of strategy <laughs> and talent? Yeah, well, it's the only one in a pretty large company because we created it uh, for me. So there was some restructuring that happened. Uh, it's, it's no news that uh, big companies kind of reorg and do some things differently um, as they try to just be the most uh, effective and efficient uh, in terms of their go-to-market strategies. And, you know, I was kind of caught in that situation where I lost my job and, and didn't really want to leave, but but wasn't really sure what was next for me. And, you know, fortunately, VP Sales um, asked me to come work uh, for the organization as a, as a director. 
Um, and, you know, rather than just, just kind of have that, that generic director of whatever title sales, or, or I'm not really even sure, um, you know, we, we talked about, well, what, what do you need me to do? You know, he, he laid out some things that were, were super exciting, uh, business development, uh, you know, being a sales liaison for some of the new acquisitions uh, that Medtronic's looking at in, in the cranial spinal technology space as well as uh, just some things internally to engage with our own sales force, uh, with our marketing teams, super exciting. We've got a ton of new products that are launching, that have launched, that will launch, right? And so how do we effectively uh, grow there with new technology, which is, which is uh, part of my background, how I grew uh, my, my own territory as a rep. And so very, very passionate about that. But then you know, to me, I, I, I couldn't help but, but, but ask if there was another angle that I could also help to, to, to grow share. Um, and fortunately, uh, he was open to, to listening. And so we kind of put together this role, um, Director of Strategy and Talent. And so what that really kind of I'm looking to do is engage the existing sales force, right? Selling new technology, uh, helping them to understand like how that is the way to grow their business. Even if they have a surgeon relationship that they feel is in a really, really good place, if they don't show he or she, that surgeon, the latest and greatest, somebody else will. And uh, so, so, so also just being part of something bigger than their own territories, right? Be a part of changing spine surgery. How incredible, right? What a gift that we get to do this. And so if there's anything that I can you know, share from my experiences doing just that, Mitch, and then, then, then hopefully some of our sales reps and Salesforce will, um, will up their game, right? Uh, there is some of the other things I'm, I'm looking to do, which is just fix some inefficiencies, like work with the cross-functional teams and, you know, the ability to cross the chasm a little bit and have the latitude and leeway given the role is new and we're, we're figuring this out. And this is five months in. Right. And so having the ability to look at attrition, supply chain, right, data, hiring, talent, uh, some of these big, big things, knowledge transfer, right? How do we train uh, in in a world where with COVID and some other challenges, we we had to get go digital. And so just bridging from that is how is one person without a team going to impact in a large way market share? Because that's Mm how I'm measured, right? And so the only way that I know how to do that, and I've said this before on, on, on a few other channels, is, is through digital, is through the reach of social. And so LinkedIn specifically has been um, you know, where I've focused. And you know, I, I create, as you said, uh, a lot. It's the Gary Vee model, right? I'm super passionate about it because I know a lot about it. I'm empathetic to it because I've walked it, I've lived it from ground floor to wherever I am today. And wherever I'm going to go, I'm always going to take back the knowledge that, that I gained throughout that way. And so essentially, it's kind of like a, a, a video uh, written um, uh, documentary or vlog of, of my experience, you know, past, present and future. That's kind of where I'm, I'm trying to share on LinkedIn. Because I'm a connector, right? Malcolm Gladwell coined me uh, in his book, The Tipping Point. There's many connectors out there. I'm one through and through. And I connect with surgeons through my podcast. I connect with uh, potential new talent to bring into the, the organization. 
And I said this the other day, like what I'm doing on LinkedIn is trying to find A players, or as Joe Mullings put it, lightning rod hires, right? Because those are the people that will move the needle and grow share for us as an organization. That's what I'm trying to do. And it's, uh, I'm taking an unconventional approach because I think that to do something like that, which has never been done before, to my knowledge, in this industry, from someone on the sales team, um, you're going to have to approach it a different way. So it's interesting. First of all, kudos to your VP for being open-minded to uh, continue to be progressive and think outside the box and recognize just because we don't have a, rec- a requisition slated for uh, said talent, let's figure out how we can utilize the strength of said talent and continue to grow right. our business, right? Um, Absolutely. And, and so to sum up what you're doing, which is, I find it just so interesting, you're not necessarily tied to... And correct me if I'm wrong. You're not. You don't fit into the HR and talent acquisition function. You don't necessarily correct. fit into direct sales function. You're almost like a, a liaison on behalf of multiple functions within the company and a brand ambassador to the outside marketplace on behalf right. of the truck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of interesting, and it takes uh, a lot of the, a lot of the questions that I fielded at, at Spine Summit, like or, or or anytime I'm with someone or have time with someone on the Zoom or. Uh, on teams call it, it, a lot of it's like hey remind me again what you do like can you it, it's like that what is that the, the office space what is it that you yeah. do here you know it's yeah. just like yeah. well how much time do you have because what i'm trying to do is 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 i'm i'm these are uncharted waters right, right. as you said because i am a sales guy right but i'm doing some marketing i'm doing some hr doing some talent search i'm doing some uh, other things for the brand, right? I'm not trying to be the face of the brand. That's this is a multi-billion-dollar company, a global brand. They don't mm-hmm. need my help. What I'm trying to do is share my story with the brand, right? Like I am a brand guy, right? This is this stuff matters, and yeah. I think that it's it's okay to share your story, Mitch. You know, because this is my story to tell. And while I'm very happily employed by Medtronic, I have a lot of experience at IBM, at Nuvasiv, at STA Travel when I was trying to find my career and I'd just gone, mm-hmm. completed a gap year. All of those experiences I draw from today, just like I did draw from things in college that, that my psychology degree, right? I use that a lot. Right. Anyway, I, I guess the point of that, that little, little, little tangent there is it's okay to talk about things that you are passionate about, that you have knowledge about. You don't hear me talking about things that I don't clearly know a lot about because that right. would be just wrong and fake. How'd you come up with this idea though, Jay? I mean, you were at a crossroads where the, the organization restructured, you were in, technically out of a job. Right. Uh, you could have gone and gotten another traditional sales leadership role or an individual contributor role. Mm-hmm. Uh, you potentially could have joined another division in Medtronic or gone to another organization. How'd you come up with this idea? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm, I, I, I got, had a lot of help in uh, help, meaning, I mean, I, I was kind of at a dark time, right? Honestly, 60 days to find a job, you know, just, just trying to figure it out. And fortunately, I got the offer, uh, which, which, which allowed me to stay right here and continue building on a name or a, or, or a brand within the company. But what I wanted to do is show up differently. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm intentional about that, right? And so what I, what I told myself and, 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 and some of my close 
colleagues and friends and mentors was just like, I, I feel like I have strengths and, and, and God-given abilities that I'm not even using. And I wanted to use them to connect with people, to connect with others. And honestly, what was really interesting about this whole experience is there's a, a gal in marketing who's exceptional. Her name is Corinne. And she saw some post that I made, I think on Facebook, talking about one of my best friends who's a Navy SEAL, who's a guest on my podcast that I'm going to be launching, I think, September 1st, about his program of, of, that, I, that I went through, you know, starting, before the, uh, starting in July of 2019 and ending in May of 2020. And his program was something that it was foundational to uh, my growth, uh, both physically um, and then later on and now career professionally. And so I talk about this. I'm an ambassador for his brand because I believe in it. And she saw, I think, a video and said, you got a knack for video. We want to put you on a panel with surgeons for our national sales meeting, right? Ironically, that national sales meeting was three days after I got riffed. So mm. I'm sitting there on a panel with surgeons technically without a job. And, uh, but, I, but I felt really good about my ability to just hang in the pocket with three surgeons talking about surface technology and asking questions and interjecting voice of the sales field. And I, it was that moment that I realized I, this is something I can do and do very well. And it doesn't even feel like work, bro. It, it feels like just me sharing my experiences, asking tough questions, asking questions that need to be asked. And so whatever that is, that was that kind of catalyst moment or spark in my mind. It was like, I want to do something like this. And so again, a few weeks later, when I had that offer, and there was a little bit of an opportunity for some latitude, I had already created a business proposal for my boss to look at. Of like, here's how I want to impact share, right? Talent, posting on LinkedIn. Like, this is all dialed and documented well before I ever really dove into it. So it was... It was one of those things that that, that was a, a moment in time that it was kind of that catalyst moment. But then there was also another thing, which is just a, a crazy set of circumstances. In Austin, where <laughs> I live, we, we got a, just a massive snow dump t- two times in one winter. That hasn't happened in probably five years, and it rarely happens. But we got mm-hmm. a massive amount of snow both in January and in February. In February, we got this snow, and we lost power actually when I was in that in-between limbo phase where I did not know what I was going to do to feed my family. So I'm sitting there, um, just, I couldn't sleep because our whole family, wife, kids, dogs, everybody's gathered around the wood-burning fireplace. And, and, and it's, it's freezing cold. It's 49 or 50 degrees in the house. Uh, we're out without power. And I'm just feeding the fire, right? And I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, that is my, I, I'm, I'm putting logs on the fire. I'm going outside, dusting the snow off the logs, bringing them in, making sure I have enough uh, to get through the night. And I never slept a wink. So I woke up the next day and I was delirious. And at the same time, I've got like a dozen of people pinging me to break into medical sales. I'm like, can you show me the roadmap? Can you help me? And, 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 and I can't because of bandwidth, I just can't have these conversations with all of those people. While I respect what they're trying to do, while I was in your shoes uh, at, at one point trying to break in. Uh, I just don't have the time 
I have a full-time job and I have other things that are, that are going on. I just don't have the time to, to have those conversations. And so this was mid-February, right? I was still without a job, but, but, but still trying to figure it out. And I posted a video of, so you want to break into medical sales with snow in the background. And it kind of caught some legs and, you know, several thousand of eyeballs viewed it. So what, what is going on? Um, and so then that's I a thought, perfect segue. I want to ask yeah. you about that. That's a perfect segue. So I found you because of social media. I've seen you lifting weights in your garage. I've seen you <laughs> running on the beach. I've seen you in business conferences, you know, with other, hanging around with other people. What's going on, man? Because what you're doing is working. Why, why do you think it's catching on? Why do you think you're getting the I'm just telling my story, man. It's, I'm just being me. I, I am 100% authentic. This is who I am. And it's, it's vulnerable because I'm putting myself out there, right? It's, it's kind of out in the open, but that's, I, I just, I just, I'm telling a story because it's not as much as I want to just tell my story, right? It's, I want to connect with people. I want to bring them into the organization. I want them to connect with me. And not videos that you see, they're disarming. They help people get to know me a little bit. Uh, those are things that are important in my life, physical fitness, family, right? Connecting with others, with leaders, with surgeons. And so when I, when I put out, it's interesting, like I've done some research on like the LinkedIn algorithm, so to speak. And so like when I post a, a written uh, prose, because uh, both of my parents are writers, I love writing. Uh, I've really kind of found myself like back into my moleskin and writing things before I post them right, thinking about what I want to say. And that's great. That gets a lot of eyeballs. But it doesn't really elicit a lot of direct message responses. The videos do. Videos get less eyeballs, more responses. And so I realized that when I posted that snow video, that I'm just going to tell my story, a video blog, wherever I am, if I'm in a hotel, if I'm in a car, if I'm you know, working out. And I, I have that moment. I'm like, huh, I want to say something. All right, I'm going to start telling people what I want to talk about. And a lot of it doesn't ever make uh, it to LinkedIn. It'd be funny to do some blooper uh, things one day, mm -hmm. but some of it does. And that is what gives me the ability to connect with others is through the content. And, you know, Mitch, I think that that's helping. You know, I mentioned the, the BD space, you know, anytime that I'm meeting with either a new company or maybe, uh, you know, I just had an interview yesterday with uh, uh, an awesome uh, gal who, who, who's got tons of sales experience trying to bring her over to the medical sales world. And they all recognize me from silly videos on LinkedIn. It's just like, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't really explain it, but I think it gives me a leg up on other people that are trying to do the same thing. There's no doubt. And I think, um, I think that's one thing I have noticed about your content. It's very authentic. And you could tell that it's you and that you're living what you're saying on LinkedIn. I think people gravitate towards that because it is genuine. I think the other thing to keep in mind is people always say, once you start having critics, you know you're making a dent, right? You know you're making a <laughs> yeah. dent. Oh, yeah. And I guarantee you there's a lot of critics out there that would say, you know what, Jay's doing this to build his own brand. This doesn't really have to do with, with the, uh, the company, and he's trying to build himself up so he can go on and do bigger and better things on his own. What do you say to that? Yeah, so I say, I know who butters my bread. I know, who, who, I know the name of the company that's on my paycheck, and it is all about building share for them. If in the process, a byproduct is there's a little branded boost for me, okay. It, you just got to be comfortable with that. And I think the fortunately our leadership are. I've met with our CEO. I've met with our CFO. I've met with our 
uh, executive vice president for the neurosciences portfolio. And I've told them openly like why I'm doing what I'm doing, because I don't want anyone to have those questions, at least in those positions. Who is this guy? What's his end game? I'm trying to grow market share. And if in the process, there's uh, some sort of a personal brand on the side, okay, great. That's, that's, that's fun. That, that, that's, that's uh, humbling. It's not why I'm doing it. Do you get a boost so, personally from the from the recognition? Yeah, I mean it's hard, but you got but you got to fight that. You got to fight ego, man, because ego is is just the it's just terrible. So I got I got to kind of like keep that at an arm's length because people are like, oh, this is so great. I love what you're doing, and they give send me these these messages, and it's awesome. Don't get me wrong, it's awesome, but I have to remember that I cannot compromise my integrity of what I'm doing and my character and why I'm doing it. And it has to all be rooted back into daily habits, discipline, uh, doing things the right way with high integrity and high character, because that's who I am. That's who God made me. That's how my parents raised me. And that's who I am as a mirror for my kids. And I will never change that. And so if somebody comes and says, I don't know, it feels good to hear that, Mitch. It feels more, mainly it's, it's me. It's it's an affirmation that uh, maybe I'm on the right track. That's kind of how I've looked at it. But I try really hard to keep it at a, at an arm's length because I don't want to get a big head. You know, I got to stay humble. You got to stay just grinding. I love what you say about that. As far as tried and true to what you're trying to do, what is the purpose of what you're doing, and and where is the genuineness coming from, right? Because I think it could be very easy to get sucked into that. You know, what you term as the ego piece, where it's like. Well, maybe I should create this type of video because people might like that better. Or maybe I should write this because it gets more engagement versus where is your North Star? Why are you doing this? Who are you? I I love that. Love it. Yeah, but no, very, very good point. However, I think it's okay to hone your craft. As I mentioned, I look at my YouTube analytics. I've recently realized that a 45-minute podcast, 55-minute podcast with a neurosurgeon, as fascinating as that is for me, People are dropping off at the 10-minute mark, and I've actually heard that that's actually long. 10 minutes is a long time to keep someone, long time. right? Yeah. So, so now I'm tweaking the way in which I'm approaching the podcast, for example, like smaller, bite-sized, you know, 10 to 12-minute segments. And if the conversation goes long, I'm not going to stop it. I'm just going to cut it up into part one, part two, part three, right? With Greg Kenzie, we had a fin- just a fantastic discussion about meditation, about, about giving back and paying it forward and serving your community. And I'm like, this is why I love Greg Kinsey and why we've been friends for, you know, over 11, 12 years. Um, but, you know, maybe some people may not latch on to that. So I guess what I'm going with that is it's okay to, to look at the analytics and the algorithms and try to figure out the best way to uh, say your message or, or, excuse me, the best way to package your message. But don't ever change. Like, I'm yeah. I, I'm not going to change because I'm yeah. who I, I, I mean, this, this is who I am. I'm living it. I'm, I'm just, anyway. Jay, I mean, Medtron is obviously incredibly lucky to have a voice like yourself out there. Who's got the talent to be on camera. Who's trying to be a brand ambassador. Who's trying to build up the internal sales force at the same time, be, uh, you know, a, a liaison to external talent that would see you as almost as a model, right. On behalf of the organization, we're going to get into, you know, my opinions on, where this role is going in the future and what I think uh, is going to be critical for companies. But for those listening right now, hiring managers, talent acquisition professionals, uh, people who would love to be in a position like yourself and be that liaison, 
but they're nervous to get started. It can be so overwhelming, man. Do I get on video? Do I go to YouTube? Which platform do I do? How do I do this? People who are nervous to get started, but want to, what, what do you say? William Wallace said it best in one of my favorite movies, Braveheart, be yourselves. Just be yourself, right? That's, that's what I'm doing, right? Not everyone is going to be comfortable being on camera. And that's okay. Don't try to get out. I mean, it, don't try to just force yourself to do something if it's not you. It doesn't come easily to you, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I have a story. She's, she's going to be a podcast guest. We've already filmed, but I just haven't, uh, haven't launched her episode. And she's one of the best leaders that I've ever worked for. She's a VP. She's, she's outstanding. And she's an introvert. And I had no idea until we filmed this podcast. And I was like, how in the world? She's an exceptional leader. She's engaged with the customer. She's engaged with her team. And yet she told me like, yeah, I'm exhausted by the end of the week because it's not who I am. And I think that is like so impressive. So, my, yeah. but, but, but what my point is, I'm just being who I am. This is who I am, right? Yeah. My friends are tired of seeing me. I'm sure there's plenty of people who are tired of seeing my face on their feed. Sorry. Sorry for, uh, but I'm not sorry. Like this is what I was I'm just going to say, sorry, but not really sorry. <laughs> yeah. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so what yeah. you say about like what I would say to these people that are, that are trying to struggle with this. I, I literally just had a call yesterday with Medtronic's talent, uh, team, uh, talent acquisition group and HR group. I was their guest speaker. And I've done this a few times over the last, I've been in this role five months. So it's been fun to be like a guest speaker, motivational speaker, whatever for the company. Cause that's something that I enjoy doing, enjoy connecting with others. And, um, it's great to give those presentations. And so what she wanted me to talk about was how I'm tying what I'm doing back to the Medtronic mindset, right? So, so, so the new Medtronic mindset, which, you know, we mentioned, uh, Jeff Martha, and, you know, he, the reason I'm still sitting here working for this company is Jeff Martha and the Medtronic mindset. And I'm going to read that to you, if you don't mind. Act boldly, compete to win, move with speed and decisiveness, foster belonging, deliver results the right way. Okay, so we're a mission-driven company, right? We've got a, a, a fantastic mission, but the mindset is how we're is how we're moving towards that mission in a new and innovative way, becoming a help from a healthcare company to a medical technology company. These are not my words. These are words of our leadership, right? And so the thing that I love about our leadership and that new mindset is that's how I live my life. I'm very bold. I move mm -hmm. with speed and decisiveness. Sometimes I could probably sit back and think about it a little bit before I do it, but I don't because it's just foreign to me. So again, I'm just being myself, right? And so I'm trying to lead others to, to be motivated, to, to love and dive right into the brand. I'm trying to lead others to realize like how much of a gift that we have to get to do this job, to work with surgeons, to work with hospitals, to help people, to help patients. It's the most fulfilling part of the job. And you know, anytime I interview someone and like, why medical sales? If money is their reason, then they're, they're, they're approaching us with the wrong angle because money's not guaranteed, right? And it has mm -hmm. to be about why you're doing this. It has to be something more than, um, you know, the financial gains. And so, uh, and the best surgeons the same way, like if they're building their practice for money, you know, they'll fade, they'll go away. But if they're building the practice to help people in their community, they're going to be great. And I've seen it in multiple different regions, right? Multiple different markets. And so, you know, let's, let's just be team focused. Let's 
effectively leverage the tools at our disposal, right? We've got a great brand. We've got some wonderful cutting edge technology. So I'm trying to, to share that and to people that maybe don't know, because yesterday's Medtronic is a lot different than today's and it's going to be incredibly different than tomorrow's. And the only way that I know how to get some people to realize that surgeons, competitive sales rep, even some of our own sales reps is to just be bold and move with speed and decisiveness and to tell my story. Right. And so, um, that's, and I want to latch on yeah. to, I want to latch on to what you're saying there. Yeah. But I up? think, I think it's so easy to overthink this when we talk about content, I think it could be very, very easy to just get overwhelmed by how do I, you know, how do I record it or how do, what do I write and how do I publish it? Where do I publish it? And the, the best advice, and you said it yourself, number one, be authentic and be yourself, whatever you're feeling, because that's genuine and people latch onto that. And two, just put one foot in front of the other, put something out, right? Put something out. If it's terrible, guess what? You made a step forward, right? You can iterate from there. If you never right. take a step forward, you can't iterate. And so I think choosing a medium that you feel comfortable with, whether that's writing or you, uh, uh, video or, you know, you can do these audio files, the, you know, voice notes. There's so many things you can do. Um, right. You know, people who aren't good writers, guess what? You can transcribe, you could talk into uh, your iPhone for crying out loud That's and right. have it transcribed um, and fix the I've grammar. I've never done so, that, but, but, I, but maybe I should save some time. <laughs> yeah. Or even voice notes just to, you know, gain your ideas. You're driving in the car. You're like, oh, I really want to talk about this. Note to sell, right? Yes. Um, so just put one foot in front of the other and get started. Get started today. Just get started. You, you know, it goes back to the video you had about your discipline, your routine. If I, you were talking about on one of your pieces of content, if I don't start my day right and I start my day with something challenging, it sets the tone for the entire day. Now I'm letting myself off the hook on other things, right? That's right. Your content inspired me the other day or whenever to get down and do 50 push-ups myself because awesome. I was letting myself off the hook. That's so right. I think it's it, great. Thanks. I love hearing that. And that's what I'm doing. And here's the thing, Mitch. I think a lot of ways that I like to think about this is if people, for people out there that are struggling with content, pick up your, your, your pen, your phone, your laptop, your iPad, whatever the device or uh, instrument or tool that you're going to use to create said content and talk or write to your former self. That's what I do. I'm trying to literally talk to myself and give myself reminders that I wish I would have known when I started this industry in 20, when I was 28 years old, you know, like how to, how to grow business, how to talk to surgeons, like the, 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 the detaching from the, the personal stuff. I mean, there's so many things that I've learned over the course of my career that again, gives me the ability to be an empathetic leader uh, and understand it. But I, I, that's kind of, I guess a secret if, or one of the things that I, that if you think about it, it's talking to yourself, but also accountability. Cause if I'm yeah. telling someone else something, then I've got to also live that. And so I'm like, you're signing up for that monthly challenge or right? I've done these before, like fitness challenges where you're doing, you know, mm -hmm. um, hundred pushups a day, whatever it is, whatever, whatever your, your jam is. But if you're committed to it, you'll do it. And so I don't know that, that, I don't know if that makes sense, but it does. And so uh, just a couple more things here yep. for you. 
Anything that you've learned trial by fire that would help cut the learning curve for people who are like, okay, I, I'm on board. I'm going to take you know one foot in front of the other. I'm going to get going. Um, but what are maybe some of the pitfalls you've run into that if you could go yeah. back five months that you'd maybe do differently? Yeah, I mean, I think what helped and is helped me a little bit just kind of organize is just just uh, plan, just like you would you would you know, plan out a, a territory plan, how to, how to attack a territory, a new territory, expansion territory, how to uh, prospect a new customer. You're going to do research. You're going to look at it. You're going to think about it and not just, I mean, a lot of the stuff, what I do is, is a stream of consciousness. That's kind of what I do. I press record and I don't edit a lot primarily because I don't have time to, I probably mm -hmm. should, I probably should edit more yeah, I'd argue that's probably why a lot of your stuff gets more traction than if it was very edited. So maybe, yeah, I mean, no, it's great, great. That's a great uh, discussion right there and there. But yeah, I mean, I would just say, like, uh, think about your content. Think about what you want to say, um, and, and and be be strategic about that. So lately, I've been doing some batching, right? So Sunday sketch series is something that I kind of created. I, I write down a lot of stuff. I draw, and so. Um, you know, maybe, maybe that's kind of, that's helped me like, all right, that's my Sunday. If I've got a recent thing that I, that I doodled or that I wrote, okay, that's my sketch series, right? Mm -hmm. Friday car series. I, I don't know. I just came up with this stuff. Monday motivation. You know, mm -hmm. this is what helps my mind at least track back to consistency. Yeah. You know, because I and think that's the, yeah, go ahead. No, I just, consistency is everything, right? Daily I was habits, just going to say, consistency man, yeah, is everything. I was just going to say, I think for anybody who puts out content, uh, you know, people who've got gazillions of followers and people who have one follower, the consistency yep. is everything. Like you just, I couldn't say it better because the more you do it, the more people get used to seeing it, the more people understand what your message is about, the more people want to gravitate towards that message that, that it resonates with. So, and then maybe they look you, forward to your message. I mean, I had someone tell me that, like, it was, this was, this was really weird, but they were like, when you took a week break to get off of social and it, they were like, it was like a disturbance in the, in the universe of, of their content and their, and their, and their, uh, their feed. And I was like, wow, what, what? Huge kudos, <laughs> man. That's yeah. A huge I mean, they were kudos. like, like, we missed you. We missed you, you know, your daily or whatever it is. Mo I, here's the thing, man. It, it, sometimes it does feel like I'm posting too much and there's going to be some people like nodding their heads. So yes, you are. Okay. Sometimes I do feel like I'm posting too much, but I, it, I guess I'm just at the point now in my career where I'm just going to just go with this gut instinct that I've had, you know, since February when, you know, I set my sights on showing up differently and doing things differently and doing things that I enjoy to do um, because it's working and I feel like I'm getting some traction with the goals that I'm setting out to do and, and, and some of the things that I'd like to accomplish. And, um, you know, it's all about connections. It's all about growth and talent and growing share in, in many, many different ways. And I'm just and one Gary person say, on a big team. So I was going to say, as Gary V would say, if you feel like you're posting too much, you're probably not posting enough, basically. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to sum them up, you probably didn't say those exact words, but the point is you no, really I, aren't yeah. posting as much as you think you are. Um, yeah, but, exactly. You know, I just can't commend you enough and, and for Medtronic and the leadership team for really giving this a go and creating this opportunity uh, to have this type of position in the organization and really be a model for the industry at large as far as what I believe is going to be the necessity of a type of position like this. 
I had a gentleman on that I have a lot of respect for, Ed Nathanson. He's the VP of Talent and Talent Branding at a biotech organization called EQRX. Before okay. that, he, he, he ran his own agency helping build talent branding for companies. Mm-hmm. And we talk about the difference of employer branding, you know, branding Medtronic, branding uh, it as a company versus talent branding, you know, putting a, the person in the spotlight and, and shining a light on how this person can spread their wings within the organization. Right. Sure. And I think you are the perfect blend of both Thank spotlighting, you. you know, somebody as a, a, a talent and what somebody else could come in and do in the organization and be like, quote unquote, be like Jay, right. Or be like the salespeople here at Medtronic, look at us, you know, what we're doing, but at yeah. the same time branding that this is what Medtronic's about too. What's your thoughts on the evolution of this position for other companies and kind of what you see as far as the success you've had so far? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still pretty new, right? So, you know, proof will be in the pudding. If we're here uh, next August and, and still trying to Not figure it out, yeah. then I don't know. But, 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 I, but I'm bullish. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm, everything that I do, I do with intention, with purpose, and with something that tracks back to a greater, uh, you know, with a with a, with a greater goal or or just idea with a big idea right and so i think that it yeah i would encourage people to if they feel if they have the voice if they have the autonomy um those things are key right you got to have the the green light right so yeah i mean i mean again you said it and, and and it is a kudos to our leadership for being open to this and and being progressive and understanding that look i'm not i'm not here to to do anything but prop up the, the Medtronic brand. And one thing I did want to share that for anyone that's, you know, that doesn't think that this is Im- impactful or lead to anything, it is difficult, uh, you know, at least right now to, because we're so early, um, to, to put uh, an ROI on this. But, but, but I'll challenge with a, a few anecdotal stories, right? One is a text message that I was sent from a colleague, right? So this message was sent to her from a competitor. And it said, your boy Jay is making Medtronic seem like a very cool place to work. And that's about one of the best compliments that I could have ever received. Is that something you can put an R- a return on or a number on or a tangible figure on? No. But then again, w- what's the value of of getting someone to change their thought process about a company and what's the value of, of a brand inside? Like, so Medtronic is a big, big company, but there's a lot of divisions of it. Mm-hmm. So what's the value of, of, of maybe a boost for Medtronic CST, cranial spinal technology? Like my contention and my thought is that that's, that's extremely valuable to, to change. It's, it's, it's equity perception. is what it is. It's equity. It's equity. There you go. That's a great word. So. And, and I really believe that, you know, talent acquisition, they've got requisitions, they've got uh, screening process, they've got interview, they've got onboarding. Hiring managers have to worry about accountability and metrics and, you know, inspiration. Motivation. Somebody has to bridge the gap in between so that they can boost talent, make talent acquisitions life easier, make mm-hmm. the hiring process easier, help hiring managers secure caliber t- top A player talent. You don't do that through right. a job posting, right? No. You do that through tapping somebody on the shoulder or building an influence on social media, building a talent community and nurturing an audience so that when somebody is ready to think of making a change, who do they think of? Who's top of mind? And that's That's why I love this idea so much. And I can't can't give you enough 
uh, kudos and just commend you on everything that's going on, man. It's awesome. Well, I, well hey, I, I certainly appreciate the recognition um, in, in, in just your, your kind words. Um, but, but again, I mentioned this earlier, and I just wanted to emphasize, it's a team. I mean, there's a team of people that are behind me that I work with, um, that, that I, I, I'm grateful enough to connect with them, right. In their operating rooms in their, uh, world and, and, and then being able to share their stories, right. The people that are either on my podcast or the people that I'm going out to visit, the, the, they, they, they continually inspire and provide me ideas for content. Right. I mean, if you think about right. it, like it's, if I'm just sitting here in a desk, the, the half of the content you would never see, but I'm inspired by others, right? I'm inspired yeah. through the stories of others and through kind of what we're working on as an organization, but also from surgeons, from, you know, some of these great things that they're doing to change the communities of chain spine surgery, right? Robotic assisted spine surgery, right? And then, you know, I, I also think that, that talent, there's two levers to it. And this is, you know, maybe uh, for another day, but you know, one of the things that I'm super passionate about, which is actually the subject of my presentation that I've given to all different levels of leadership, all the way up, as well as regional, as well as uh, you know, kind of corporate, and, and then the HR team yesterday, is we we have to always focus on our buy strategy, the strategic competitive hire, right? That helps us. Um, you know, in terms of, of market share, right, with, with, with the relationships that they have that we don't. But we also need to focus on the buy strategy, which is longer term, which is actually, I should say, the, 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 buy, the buy is tactical, the build is strategic. So the build strategy is something that I'm helping to work with a small team here to pressure test some ideas. Uh, because we can't be so consumed in outside talent. We have to figure out how do we grow our bench? How do we find talent that's already here within these walls that works for Medtronic? And what are we doing about them? What's that roadmap for their career? And mm -hmm. I feel super, super um, compelled to tell this story because it's my story, right? I worked for Medtronic for two years right. as an associate. I was not getting that, uh, you know, I did not know what my path was. And I was 30 years old with a wife and we wanted to start a family and I just wasn't making enough money to do that. So these are real, these are real kind of life challenges, right? And so, you know, I work, I, I, I went to a competitor because they gave me the opportunity to grow and to build a territory that unfortunately the distributor at the time Medtronic wouldn't do, or just wasn't in a position to do. Right. And, you know, spent seven years at Nuvasive, built a, built a territory, built a brand, built a, uh, built a business. Um, and, uh, you know, because I didn't have that opportunity for growth, but now what I'm trying to do is prevent us from making the same mistake that we made 11 years ago, which is training right. up our competition. Right. So we've got to find ways to funnel in and build up a farm system. And as a Cowboys fan, I hate to even say this, we got to be the Patriots. Right. We got to, we got to attract the best talent, the Corey Dillons of the world, right. The people that want to join the Patriots because at one point that was where you go to the best chance to win a ring. But the Patriots also turned a sixth round draft pick into the greatest of all time, the mm -hmm. GOAT, and take nothing away from Tom Brady, but the system that Belichick and the team had is what developed that six round draft pick into what he became. And obviously he's taken it run with it, Tampa and other things. My point is we can't be so focused on 
on recruitment and external hires without like figuring out the other side of talent, which is, which is kind of that hidden and difficult talent. And I actually feel like I've got working with some awesome third party to do is solving attrition through career development. So that's kind of my, my wildly important goal and my mission in terms of this new role. If I can do that, uh, then I feel like this has been, you know, um, this has been a, a position worthwhile. So it's awesome, man. I definitely think it's a combination of, of both for sure, but really, really appreciate you being here and all the value that you shared today and what you're doing out in the industry and really being a pioneer, uh, along with, you know, your team at Medtronic. If it's cool with you, we'll share a link to your LinkedIn, uh, in the show notes, as well as your Sultans of Sales podcast. Encourage you guys to, uh, check out Jay Pendleton's, uh, content on social media, find him on the different platforms. And again, man, thanks so much for being here. Mitch, it was a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, enjoy the discussion and I appreciate the forum. So thank you. Thanks for listening to the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. For more content-rich episodes, log on to theanthonymichaelgroup.com or subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.